Hello and welcome to the Business of Authority. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. And today we're going to talk about experimentation for fun and profit. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Well, Jonathan, you know, you and I share notes in Slack, you know, all the time. And I got this kind of odd note. What was it like maybe five or six o'clock in the evening, my time uh-huh. saying, oh, by the way, I just launched this book on Amazon <laughs> <laughs> and you left me a link. And then the next day I see that you announced it to your list. So, I mean, it just kind of cracked me up. It was very, it was both very Jonathan-like and very un-Jonathan-like at the same time. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so tell us like, what were you thinking about? Like, where did this come from? Yeah. So, I know a lot of people are already aware of this because I've been getting emails with questions like, what are you doing? Kind of like what you just said. <laughs> and, uh, but the, but the, for, for people who don't know, <clears throat> I took one of my older books. I, I, I honestly don't know when it came out. I think I published it in before the pandemic anyway. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try something with Amazon. I'm going to do an experiment with Amazon. So I went through the books that I had already written And I was like, which one of these would be a good one to test on Amazon for me to get more familiar with how it works and the process of, of, you know, just getting a book up there, the process of going through print on demand, because I don't have any, I don't have any self-published books that are available in print, which drives some people crazy. So there was a whole bunch of things that had led up to me saying like, okay, now is finally the time to put something on Amazon. Because historically, I had never had anything on Amazon, not a super huge fan of the platform well, for a few Yeah, reasons. not only had you not put anything on there, you talked about how much you hated it and how it didn't make sense. Well, so that's why when I saw that note, I was like, what? But <laughs> well, the experimentation side felt very much like you. Yeah, and I was looking for fun things to do this year, as we've talked about previously. I didn't didn't do a ton of like super energizing fun things last year. It was mostly like maintenance levels, social media, soul sucking, you know, blah. And I was like, eh, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do something fun. What would be fun? Mm-hmm. And and I have you know in the past, the the main thing that I don't or didn't like about Amazon was that you don't know who's buying the book. So if you put a book on there, you don't get the email address of the person. You cannot communicate with your readers, which drives me insane. It like, it's like, it's painful. And so I was like, okay. So I just like put off, put off, put off the Amazon thing. That said, one of the things that I've been trying to do for a year or two is is get more awareness, you know, make people who have never heard of me aware of information that I think can improve their business. And it's and it's not easy. It seems like it's getting harder and harder. Social media is just a, a complete disaster area in terms of, you know, the people who have elected to follow you don't actually see, you know, 99% of the people who follow me on Twitter or connect with me on LinkedIn don't see anything I post. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to place ads. So now, so so I, in, in one sense, you can imagine it's like, well, I'm, I'm at the lesser of two evils point. Do I start paying for advertising? And so I'm like, eh, I have, I'm not against it. It's not a, a way I want to spend my time, like going through like ad manager interfaces and just split testing. And uh, it's like... <laughs> I don't really want to do that. I'm sure it works and I'm sure you, I could, you know, make it break even at, at least so that, you know, that's on the table. I, I wouldn't completely rule that out. Not really my style, but I, you know, it's so I'm like, well, wait a second. Uh, 
what if I just had a book on Amazon that I was getting paid for that was being shown next to related books? So instead of paying for an ad to advertise something elsewhere, mm -hmm. I don't even know if you can advertise something that's not on Amazon, come to think of it. But yeah, you probably can't. I, yeah, I don't know that you can. What a, what a racket. I mean, think about that. I mean, they're making money on both ends. They're making like 75, they get, you pay them for the ad so that you can sell a book that they make more off of than you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, yeah. So there's a lot to dislike about that. But what if I get paid to advertise on Amazon by, by having a placement, if you want to call it that, or a listing there that, uh, that I get paid for instead of paying Amazon to put it there. So then I was like, all right, um, how, but I really want to know who's reading it. I really want to be able to communicate with the readers, have them be able to ask follow-up questions. And, and so I did something similar to what you did in, in the authority code. You have a lot, not a lot. It's I think an appropriate number of links to your workbook so that people can mm -hmm. sort of go and get more material, beneficial material from the book. And of course you, then you can interact with them. So uh, I was I was looking for ideas on how to do that, and I came across a guy. I think his name is Nick Stevenson. It's confusing because Neil Stevenson is like a super famous author, but so I think this guy Nick Stevenson, and he had like this approach to using Amazon as a funnel to your mailing list. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of what I want. I wasn't thinking of it as a funnel, but yes, mm -hmm. I, you know, I would like to know who has the book. So the approach is similar to yours, but it's. It's got a, an extra step that I found interesting. And so far, where's, we're about 10 days into this experiment. So far, it's working, which is this. Uh, in the book that I posted on Amazon, it's called Learn Your Lines. It's kind of a sales and negotiation book for solopreneurs or small firms. Anybody in a service business, really. It's like what to say when your clients put you on the spot. You don't know what to stay. He's like fumbling and like, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'll lower my price or this. Is, okay. I actually do have an hourly rate for some people, and, you know, so, <laughs> so you don't, <laughs> so you don't, you don't crumble on the spot. You don't fold. So that's what that book is. It's short. Uh, I think the print book's 82 pages or something. Uh, it's so short that there's not enough room on the spine to put the title. <laughs> it's pretty thin. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, so, right. So this, this sort of, idea, this Nick Stevenson idea, which so far has been working for me, is to have one book, have two books available on Amazon. Uh, one of them is free, the digital mm -hmm. version is free. And inside of that, in the beginning and at the end, you have a promo page for another book. And the other book is paid, but readers of this book can get it for free by using it, you know, with a coupon that only, okay. they, that only they know about. So it's, it's the same as the workbook concept where, mm -hmm. you know, they, it's like, oh yeah, I do want that. And they can click on it because the ebook is clickable. You can click on it and it goes to my website and you can get the other book. With a coupon. Now the other book is on your website, not on Amazon. It is not on Amazon yet, but it will be. Yet. So okay. it's still with the. And are you going to link them? So it's like book one and book two. In Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because Alistair McDermott's been talking about some of his experimentation with that. Oh, cool. There's some, yeah, so there's the, the idea of linking them is really attractive from a, um, a um, what's the word? Um, when, when you look at the, um, the way that Amazon treats the books and how mm -hmm. much visibility it gives them. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
I'll, yeah, I'll, I like Alistair's stuff. I'll have to check that out. I wasn't aware of that. So, right, it's not there yet. It's still with the layout guy. Because um, I, because the uh, one message that I want to meta message here that I want to get get out is that there's like no plan. It was all impulse. Like, what would be the fun thing to do next? Oh, I'm gonna try this. Like, put something for free on Amazon. Put a, a Kindle version of a book for free on Amazon. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do that. I didn't like you with the the uh, genius zone challenge. You're just like, I'm just going to do yeah. it. I'm not going to research sometimes the market. I'm not going to do, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just need to do that. Right. And no matter what happens, I'm going to learn something because I I do, mm-hmm. you know, in my future, it seems inevitable that I'm going to have stuff on Amazon. So I was like, I was like, well, what? I, it, I was just curious. I wanted to learn more about it. Kind of like, you know, call it a deal with the devil if you want. But it's a, it's almost surely the number one search engine for books on planet Earth. So I write books. If, if there's a, you know, a hundred times more, I mean, there are probably literally a million times more people on Amazon every day than on my website, literally a million, maybe more. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's kind of mass market, but it's good at recommending things that are related, you know, Netflix style. Like if you liked this, you might like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, worst case scenario, I'll lose whatever revenue I was getting from selling this on my website. So I'm, I'll cannibalize the, the jonathanstark.com sales of this book, learn your lines. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that, I mean, it's, it's been around for a while. Everybody on my list knows about it. They've probably bought it if they're going to. So it's not, there's no big deal, no big loss. Um, but the, the, uh, the thing that I wanted to emphasize is that it was, I sort of had some tactics that were strung together and there was a, a, an objective, which is to be, to make more people that have never heard of me aware of what's available, you know, so it's like, eh, this might work. It seems like it's in the right direction. I'm just going to wander off into the woods going West and eventually I'll probably end up in California. (laughs) We'll see. So before you go further though, I I just want to point something out. I'm sure you've noticed this, but I don't know if, if the listeners have is that what's really interesting about this move is that you changed your viewpoint about something or you left it open, right? Instead of Amazon is the devil, don't do Amazon. Oh, I'm going to try Amazon. And it's that willingness to test our assumptions. I mean, we have to do that in order to experiment. I I just love that you said, you know what, I'm going to try it. Mm, The time was never right before. You know, the time just wasn't right before. But now I'm like, uh, you know, I'm I'm like, I, I... you know, to be perfectly frank, I sort of my mailing list has kind of reached uh, an equilibrium in terms of a ceiling. It sort of stays around the same number all the time, and I'm like, all right, I got it. I have to do something different. Like what got me here is not going to get me to the next level. Yeah. So I'm trying other things, and I don't. I'm. I don't I'm like. I don't feel morally superior to Amazon. I don't feel like. Like I don't feel like they're evil. I'm a huge Amazon customer. We literally have boxes coming to the house every single day. So, but as an author, I just didn't like the deal that seemed like what was on offer until I came across this idea of um, this, this Nick Stevenson idea of using a couple of books, essentially like ads to funnel people onto your mailing list or to get people who, you know, give people a way to easily raise their hand to get on your mailing list. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, the, the cons are that you're not going to make any money unless you're atomic habits. You're not making money off these books. No. Like, 
even even the like the paperback obviously i'm not giving that away for free you can't so you know that's got a price on it some people have bought that but you know quite a few people over you know i think it's approaching 2000 at this point have downloaded the free one mm-hmm. in a week and I don't, I don't really have a way to know whether or not those are people from my list or new people, but I will tell you this, when you upload, you know this, but, but for the dear listener, when you upload the files, it takes a little bit of time for them to kind of process and get approved. It takes like 48 hours. I think it took 48 hours in my case and the listing goes live. And then this, I did this sort of hack where the the minimum that Amazon will let you charge for for an ebook is ninety nine cents. That's you can't put it on there for free. But if you go to <laughs> if you make it for free on Smashwords and Apple and Kobo and Barnes and Noble and so forth, and then you email their customer service, they'll price match. So you can get it on there for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that was like an email to Amazon customer service. I was like, I'm never gonna uh. hear back about that. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> how, long, how long did it take them to get back to you? Yeah. So, so here's what happened. So I send the email and forget about it. Cause I figured it was going to take a week mm-hmm. and I got a moon clerk notification that somebody had downloaded the free version of the other book, pigeonhole yourself. And I was like, I'm like, oh man, somebody found like the secret link to, you know, and then I, I went on Amazon. It turns out I, I went and looked and was like, yeah, they got the free copy. How'd they do that? I went and looked. Customer service had already approved it. And 13 minutes after it became free, someone had downloaded the book and read enough of it to go buy the other one or for free. <laughs> That is so not what you hear with Amazon's customer service when yeah. it comes to books. Right. But Love that, that. But I was instantly like, experiment worked. Like, it's still really too early to say, but I was like, wow. 13 minutes after this thing becoming free, new subscriber. Mm-hmm. Zero cost for, to me. Zero. Mm-hmm. And that's continued. I mean, I've I've gotten more mailing list subscribers through the download of the second book um no how uh how do i put this it's something like on okay on my list right now there there was something like in the last year something like 10 people had bought that second book and ended up on my mailing list and then within less than 24 hours there were like 20 people, 20 more people. Yep. So that's like more than double all of last year that, and it's free instead of 29 bucks. So of course, but I mean, that's like 20 people in a day. Well, it's, it's on a big platform. And then the other question I have for you is around the ranking, because the last time I looked at it, you were ranked number one in at least two categories. And what happens when you do that is Amazon starts to show your book to more people. Right. So um, how long did it take you from, you know, this first sale to having it hit number one? It was, by the time I checked it, it was number one in three categories. Okay. And this was the, these are the free categories for those books. Right. 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 
And so something funny happened. Of course, I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, but so as more, so this was before I even announced it to my list. I told like, like I emailed, I, I like texted my family and I, I texted you and a couple of people and I was like, Hey, it's fun that, you know, it's just something to talk about. Like, Hey, this, you know, this is an older book, but I did update it and had a designer do a new cover and lay out the interior. So it's, it's pretty nice actually. And, uh, and the print copy, I was like, wow, this is, this is way better than years ago when I got galleys done for hourly billing is nuts. That that was not great, but these are, these are solid. I like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so my dad was all excited. It's like, oh, he's on him. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. So anyway, um, yeah, so there had been some activity, a tiny bit of activity is something like if I'm, I actually took screenshots of everything because I kind of want to do a retrospective after things kind of level out because it doesn't feel like it's every single day. It's like something different going on with this thing. Yeah. Um, it's but, like a live thing. Yeah. It felt like, it feels like, I mean, I've never surfed, but it feels like surf. It feels like this wave, there's this energy that comes up that you're riding instead of like trying to push a rock up a hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy to like, you kind of like, <clears throat> I don't know, set something into motion and then you're like, whoa, <laughs> like trying to hold on. <laughs> it's like you whack the horse and like you're holding on for dear life. Not that it's that dramatic, but uh, it do- from an energy standpoint, it's 10 out of 10. It's just so much fun. So much fun. Well, there's an organic nature to mm-hmm. that, and you can't control it. It's like the opposite. You 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 know, you just hang on mm-hmm. and see where it's going to take you, and then you know maybe you. I don't know if the word steer applies in surfing, but that's kind of how I'm thinking of it. You guide it a little bit, right? You know, you once once you it. can, right? Yeah. So there's one day. I think it was. Uh, what was the exact date? I think it's. I think it was, well, it was say on the Amazon listing. It was published on the 19th. So it's been 11 days, almost two weeks. And it felt like, it felt like around a week, the, it was number one in three categories. Although the categories would keep changing. It's so weird. Their category thing is so weird. Mm. It's not the categories that I listed it under. It's like they have, it's almost like they, on the fly, they create all these subcategories so they can say everything's number one in something. It's so <laughs> weird. Uh, well, nobody understands their algorithm. I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's true. I mean, some people probably know more about it, but it, anyway, it's pretty opaque from where I'm sitting. Um, but it did go down to like number two in a, in all the three categories that they show it in, and I was like, I was like, oh, I guess the spike is over. Now it's just going to like descend into normal what you'd expect. Uh, but then I was like, uh, but then I sent it to the list and a whole bunch of people downloaded it and a whole bunch of people reviewed it. So it was something like, something like 10 or 20 people reviewed it in, in the next, you know, around the end of that week going into the, the next week. So maybe like five, six, seven, eight, nine days in. And then it popped yeah, back and that's up. Yeah, that's a well-known strategy too, is to, it's why a lot of authors let their books go out the first time for a few days where they're going to have a paid book. They put it out for a few days for free. Mm-hmm. And then you get your troops lined up to give the reviews. But this was much more organic. You weren't like massaging that process to have it happen. Yeah, I didn't like plan it way ahead and get people ramped up or anything. Um, but my, you know, but my email list is very warm. So, you know, so it was like pretty good chance that it's, and it's a very evergreen book. Like anybody that deals with clients is going to benefit from reading this book. Like I promise you'll get at least one tip, even if you're great at doing negotiations and sales. 
So, um, so then it popped back up to number one, but this time it wasn't in the free categories. It was like, it, it was also like more, it's hard to tell, but it seems like based on the books that it was near, it seemed like there were more legitimate or popular categories where like at first it would be like my book. And then next to it would be like a Kindle, a free Kindle unlimited thing, like in Spanish or something. And I'm like, what, huh. what gr grouping is this? You know, like, yeah. like this is marketing in Spanish. And, uh, like, I guess that was released around the same time, but it was just, it was just, you know, like it was not a lot of other books. So it would be number one in some category. And if you click on the category, it was a bunch of books that were, that were not, not, you know, it wasn't Mark Manson. It wasn't Seth Godin. It wasn't Atomic Habits. It was like, you know, and then, and then it went down to number two in a bunch of categories, I think more legitimate or more popular categories. And then the reviews started coming up and, and then it went back to number one in a couple of categories. But now when you look at those categories, uh, there are more books in there that you're like, oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Um, and there's, well, yeah, I'll stop there. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what's so interesting because it's it's uh, a lot of this is dovetailing with with my experience, except I didn't it, it, it didn't do the because the free was temporary. Mm -hmm. It didn't do the free categories when I did mine. So I saw the other ones right away. But what you're what you're showing is that organically you can take it up to those books, which is not the purpose, though, of why you did this. It's a happy right. byproduct. It right? just makes me, it, it, it speaks to the awareness thing. Like if it's coming up in a list with books that are bestsellers, then probably people are going to see it. More people are going to see it. And if the positioning of it is clear enough that they're like, oh, I immediately get why that might be valuable. And by the way, it's free. So like if you look at the paid one, you know, it's, it's, it's like in the top 100 of business pricing, which is a great category, but like business negotiation, which I would say is, is what this book is actually about. It's not really about pricing. It's about negotiating, I suppose, but, um, selling. Yeah. Primarily it's, it is negotiation and <laughs> it's like, you know, the print one is like, the categories are business management. Like that's a huge category, business negotiating, huge category. Guarantee the first one is, is the Chris Voss book. If I click on it. Yeah, it is. The top two spots are never split the difference. Then mm. the next two spots are, you know, getting to yes. And then another version of never split the difference. It's like in, another one well, in Spanish. There's like half the, half the top 100 is never. Is never that, and that's the thing that nobody seems to understand until you, until you put a book on Amazon the first time, which is every single version of the book you do counts as something. Mm -hmm. And it, it takes away from the numbers. Like if you had just a print or just a Kindle um, or electronic version, you're going to get more numbers than if you have the audiobook. You mm -hmm. have the paperback, you have a hardcover, you have the Kindle. So yeah, I mean, that's why there's such a game to this. But the argument is still normally made that the more versions you have, the more people will snap those up. There are people who won't read a book who will listen to one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And vice versa. Right. So, uh, so the, it, what it, it speaks back to that thing of like, it's an ad. So if you're, if yeah. you're like, if you look at the top 100, um, books on negotiation, 
and never split the difference is on there at least six times in different formats and languages but the cover is the color scheme is so obvious you can see that even in other languages it's like oh that's i guess i better read that one you know mm -hmm. it's an excellent yeah. ad if you don't if you don't it's not adds the wrong word but it's kind of like uh and it also has 48,000 reviews, five-star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and what happens is, you know, the more frequently those things get shown, the more people buy them, and then the more reviews happen. I right. mean, it's – and it, there's a, a statistic I read, something about, like, the top – the difference between the top um, two to three in a category versus the top ten. Mm -hmm. Like, the revenue drops off the cliff at, yeah, after yeah. the second or third one. Right. Such a huge difference. It's like a, a giant ski slope. Very, very steep. Yeah, right. So this is one of the, this is intended to be, it's not intended to be mass market. This is a, this is a, a niche book for a very specific audience about a very specific thing. And it can be delightfully short because of that. And just like straight go, you know, cut to the chase, get right to the meat of the matter. No fluff, no, no inspirational anything. It's like, here are the tactics that you, you hear the literal things to say. It's a script of things to right. say when clients ask you any one of these 30 really common questions. Will it be done by Friday? Will it be done by, sorry, will it be done by Black Friday? You know, what's your hourly rate? Uh, can we get a discount? There's like nine different kinds of discount requests that I've seen over the years and like exactly what to say, depending on which one comes up. So it's super duper tactical and it's for, it's for pretty much solopreneurs in service businesses or small firms. It really, any, I guess a salesperson in a bigger firm could use this stuff, but it, it's not supposed to be mass market. It's supposed to just, it's just a test. It's like, well, there's a lot of eyeballs over here that are attached to human beings that read books. So, <laughs> right. So it's like, I'm going to try it. Right. So like, why not put it in front of the eyeballs, bring the book to the eyeballs instead of trying to bring the eyeballs to the book. It's the same philosophy that like that led to me playing guitar on the street in the financial district, if you can call it that of Providence, where it was like, I got so frustrated trying to get people to come out of the suburbs to go to a show in the city that I was like, well, you know, there's like thousands of people right here on the corner at noon. Why don't I just play here mm -hmm. and not be all precious about like, oh, you know, you need to like, I need to bring everybody to my environment and comfort yes. zone. I'm going to go out of my environment and comfort zone and play on the street, which is not the greatest <laughs> from an acoustic standpoint is a terrible, terrible thing is a terrible place for a musician really um but but it's that same thing and then i like i totally doubled down on that and it was effective like i started producing shows in parks for one summer i did like i got a bunch of different musicians together and we started putting on shows in a park where people hung out anyway mm -hmm. they're sitting there eating their lunch on the grass staring at a statue and so we set up in front of the statue and would do like uh two or three people you know, it was like a lunchtime concert series, I think I called it. And I probably got more people to come to that than any gig I ever I get. I didn't get anyone to come to it. You know, they were already there. So this is the same concept. The people are already, people who read books are already there. So, okay. So hold my nose and put one up there. And just every day I'm going through and screenshotting all the pages. And I'm, so they, I can go back and look and say like, okay, what were the categories? Do I see any pattern? Uh, what? 
did it have any effect? I'm measuring, right? Like a like mm-hmm. a mad scientist in the lab. I'm like taking measurements and then I'm going to like see what I see. And, uh, and not only is it fun, but it's really not that much work. Like I paid a dude, the guy that laid out, the guy that did the interior of the book and did, and he was like, oh, I could do the cover too. I was like, you can? He's like, yeah, I do those. I was like, great, go ahead. Let me see what you got. I was like, oh, cool. I like it. I don't know. It was, wasn't a thousand dollars for the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. And then I just uploaded it and it was like super easy. Well, so there's a couple things going on here that I'm hearing. Like one is I'm going to call what you're doing with Amazon, like platform sharing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to someone else, in this case, the the mega voice in the industry, but you're going to somewhere else, somebody else's platform. And if I compare it to you're you know, singing and playing on the street corner, if somebody sounds good busking in a in a bad environment, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna sound great yeah. when they have all the right equipment and the acoustics. So it's kind of like if they like your book on Amazon and they and they, they get the book, they read it, they really like it, then they're really gonna love coming to your platform, right? Mm-hmm. Your place where they get the Jonathan Stark or insert listener's name here, mm-hmm. um, where they're gonna get that experience. Um, the other thing, do you know how many words there are in this book? I should. I think, I want to say 10,000. Love Does that. Does that sound right? It's a two-hour two read. Yeah. So 10 to 15, maybe? Around there, yeah. Tops. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So everyone who's thought about writing a book usually goes out and researches, how many pages do I need to have a book? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for certain kinds of novels, you know, the sweet spot is like 80,000, 80 to 100. Uh, it could be higher. Um, for our kinds of um, big idea books, it's usually around 50, 60, um, 10,000. That's you, you bucked a norm, which mm-hmm. I love because guess what? A lot of those books that we all buy, when we buy them, we secretly or sometimes not so secretly in the Amazon reviews say, you know what? This could have been a really long blog post. Yes. I- this could have been a magazine article. <laughs> like it didn't need to be a book. If somebody said that about one of my books, it would be like a knife in my heart. I, I, I despise that. I, you know, and, and by the way, it's exactly 10,997 words. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So the moral of this story for people is like, don't tie yourself to some, you know, industry or publishing experts definition of what it takes to be a book. I mean, it depends on what you want to do with the book. And for this, I mean, you had an objective or have, I shouldn't say had, you have an objective. And this met the objective. This didn't need to be 30,000 or 50,000 pages. Right. Yeah, it's I honestly I think it's better that it isn't. And the okay, here's another thing that that happened that was unexpected. I guess in retrospect, I could have predicted this, but uh it took me by surprise where to everyone all, almost everyone on planet Earth other than the maybe 1000 or 2 people that have purchased this already because it's not really highly promoted on my website and practically nobody goes to my website in the grand scheme of things. To everybody else, it's a new book, a brand new book. It's a launch. It's like, hey, there's a new book in the world. And so guess what happened? People started asking me to come on their podcasts, some big ones too. Like, oh, we need to have you on to talk about the book, the new book. 
I'm like, all right. <laughs> You're like, what? Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you. Right. And then I was like, oh, I could go back to every show I've ever been on, which is like a hundred shows, maybe more. And be like, I've got a new book on Amazon and I'd love to come on and talk about it. It's about this. I think your audience would... You're obvious, I've already been on the show. I know their audience is going to benefit from it. If if my general stuff, or sorry, if my more specific like hourly billing is nut stuff was of value, then negotiation is definitely going to be. So yeah, so it's like a it's like a new thing. And we've I've talked about this. I'm sure we've talked about it on the show. I've talked about it before, especially in email 365 where people are like or podcast right. They're like. Like, oh, well, I don't want to launch a podcast until I have an audience to announce it to on my mailing list or social media or something. And I'm like, no, the launch is the thing that builds the list. And it's, yeah, people are, it's news. It is news to people. And it it shouldn't be shocking, but it I, it's funny how opposite it feels when you're the one launching the thing. So you, you got this thing, you wrote this book you've created this course, you've got, you've got this idea for a podcast, or you've recorded like five episodes and, and you want to announce it somewhere, but you feel like you have nowhere to announce it because there's no one, no one in the audience, right? You're, you, you like, don't want to walk on stage to an empty room, but if you, or, or you don't want to stand on an empty street corner, but if you do go and stand on the empty street corner and start singing, you're going to attract people. It's like novel. People are attracted to new things. So it's, it seems counterintuitive. It's almost like a paradox. It's like, I don't want to say you build it and people will come, but if you do something new and it's remarkable, um, the word spreads and people will, people, people appear. It's wild. It's like you give a gift to the universe and the universe responds. Okay. So th- that all felt like a surprise. I, you know, I get that. And I agree with your strategy of going back to people, but there is one little nuance that is interesting, which is yeah. now you're on Amazon. And the interesting thing about having your book on Amazon, if, if I'm a podcast host deciding whether to have you on, and in this case, let's say I don't know you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and look at your book on Amazon. I want to see like, what's it about? How many reviews do they have? What do the reviews say? Not like I'm going to read them all, but it's really, it's like a quick glance, like how many reviews? Mm-hmm. And I love to see like who the uh, the blurbs are from. Like mm-hmm. it's a way when you haven't really heard of someone to quickly vet them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just think it's going to be, it, it'll be slightly different. I think it'll be easier to get on with someone that who who hadn't heard of you. It would work for it. me. Like if I was, right. So like if, you know, we get all of these blind pitches, if I entertained them and that is one of the things I would do, I would like click through and I would see, cause you can't, I mean, obviously reviews can be gamed. People do it, but I don't know, you know, like you can, you can kind of get a sense and be like, okay, um, it is a quick way. It's it's street cred or a credibility it's, it's, indicator. It's authority. I mean, it's in you know you you can argue that oh it's not real or you know there's all <laughs> kinds of arguments you can make against it, but the fact is people use it. The same reason they don't do this anymore. They would go to Twitter and say, well, how many followers do you have? Right. right. And now nobody cares. Yeah, subscribers nobody cares on about YouTube, Twitter. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for you know that sign that 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 signal, that shortcut mm-hmm. that you're okay, 
right? That that somebody is going to have heard of you because they want to bring new listeners to their podcast. And they also want something that's interesting without having to do so much work to vet you yes. or your book or your stuff. I mean, we get uh, we we get some. We've talked about this. We get some really bad pitches mm. on this podcast, and I've started getting uh, a few on my other one. I won't say they were bad, but they're they're just not as rich and interesting as they could be. And part of that is because they don't have a quick way for us to credential them. Yeah. It's a great shorthand. It's a heuristic or a shortcut. It's like, it's like, oh, New York Times bestselling author of three books, Annie Duke or Seth Godin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for someone that you haven't heard of, that is a really quick, quick sort of institution you can trust because it's, it's tougher to game than like going to someone's website and them having like five stars all over it. It's like, well, that's your website. You could write anything you want there, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. but that reminds me. So I noticed that there was this interesting feedback loop. And I want to mention something about blurbs too, where I found myself, I'm like, oh man, like the reviews were so like, thank you for everyone who reviewed it, but like so glowing, but also so specific. And Oh, I love specific reviews. Yeah. And they were like helping me, you know, I'm inside the bottle. I can't read my own label. I've been too close to the material, even though I wrote it a long time ago, I reread and I added a chapter and I, you know, went back through the whole thing. That was probably the most work I did come to think of it, which only took me maybe two hours because it's not that long, maybe three. But uh, so then all of these reviews came in and uh, specific and very positive. And I was like, oh man, these would look great on the sales page, right? So so then <laughs> what, what was before a pretty lackluster sales page for the book Started, sales page on Amazon no, or on, on your my, site? on my site, right. Okay. So, because what happened, okay, Book, bookmark the a question about linking to Amazon. So, that's, that's a conversation separately. So, I was like, oh, this would look amazing on the sales page. So, then I'm taking these five-star reviews, putting them in there, and updating the, the sales page because uh, I was, I'm like, uh, for the reason, uh, one of the reasons is the reason that you just outlined is I want to give people a one-stop shop like podcast hosts or whatever, for this to be like a shrine to the book. This is the place that I can control and collect things from all over the place and put them here and, you know, make free chapters available or do a video or like this is the this is the shrine to the book. Like if I was going to have mm-hmm. a website called learnyourlines.com and it was just about the book and maybe I have a pod companion podcast that goes with it or whatever and then a workshop and it's the beginning of that. It's it's the one page on my site mm-hmm. where I would collect all of the marketing material around uh, around the book, so I don't lose it because it's it's scattered all over the internet. Not all over the internet, but it's it's in a lot of places. It's like in LinkedIn, it's in Twitter, it's in Amazon, it's in Smashwords, it's in uh, people have reviewed it in Barnes and Noble and Apple, and it's like okay, where do I, I grab all that stuff and put it in one place? And and it's like. Okay, so so speaking of the links, okay, it is, this took me by surprise, it is surprisingly hard to send people a link to something on Amazon because my audience is global and Amazon doesn't automatically redirect people to the appropriate mm-hmm. place. Country, yeah. Right, so when I sent the list, the, the, the link to the listing in my, in my head, you know, like bad 
American. Here's the link to the book. And I sent it out to people that are all over the world. I got 20 emails like, oh, it's not available in my region. And I'm like, yeah, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it is. And so I look and they've got screenshots of like, you know, they went to, they ended up at the US website and Amazon unhelpfully just says it's not available. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so then people were like, oh, you can use these genius links and you can use this and you can use that. And that all, you know, so I, I went through a sort of process there. Um, and then I was like, okay, I need to just share the, the, the hub link, the link to the page on my site where I can explain all of this stuff. Cause I'm just emailing back and forth with all these people like, oh, I'm sorry, where, what, what country are you in? Cause they don't tell you what country they're in. They're like, oh, sorry, I'm in right. Brazil or I'm in Canada or India. And I'm like, okay, use this link, use this link, use this link. And then I found, then someone told me about this genius link, which figures out the redirect. I don't know why Amazon doesn't do this on their own, but okay. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, never mind all that. I'm going to put it all in one place. So then I've got one link to share. And then all of the information about where to go, depending on where you are is in one place, which was like a, mm -hmm. a nice advantage for me. But, but then I started to see like, oh, this is becoming like a shrine for this or a central hub for this, for, for all things, learn your lines. And then it was like, oh, this could be its own website. Da, 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 da. So which which we don't recommend, <laughs> or at least I, I shouldn't say we I, I wouldn't but um, book central is how I thought of it. And, and, and it's you have that for each specific book, ultimately, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that becomes a a place for me to collect everything that I don't want to lose or forget or whatever mm -hmm. testimonials, reviews, comments, errata. There have been even even after two people went over it with a fine tooth comb and Grammarly, there still was a typo, at least one. Ugh. You know, it was it wasn't misspelled. Yeah. It was like do instead of so, and and the sentence still kind of made sense, but it changed the meaning of the sentence. It's like <laughs> oh, I know. And then you have to reformat the book if the new word I has know. a different if it changes the pagination. Fortunately, but... it's it won't. But it was like Yay. still. Oh, that's another thing I don't like about it is I don't. I mean, I, I suppose I could get the source files from the guy that laid it out, but I don't have them. So every time I need to do a silly typo and re-upload it, I can't. Mm -hmm. So I need to do something about that. But that's a little, that's not, yeah. that's outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, that's, that's kind of classic. Because <laughs> most of us are not laying it out ourselves. Right. But, you know, it's got to be in some kind of file that is editable. You know, it's not like. Right, right. Um, yeah, that it, you may have to make, I don't mean you uh, specifically, but the listener may have to make their own arrangements with the person they're doing with. Some won't, won't share the source files for mm. obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, but blurbs, you mentioned blurbs. I didn't, yes. I didn't spend two seconds getting a blurb, none, zero. Yeah. And, but guess what's going to happen? I'm going to end up with some, some stuff. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. end up with them. There's going to yeah, be. Yeah, no, you will, because of the way you've done it, you get them after the fact. Right. So this speaks to my sort of campfire marketing methodology, which I don't think I've talked about very much publicly, but I, uh, I, did, I have a two-day workshop where I talk about it pretty much exclusively. Of, I'm sure I've mentioned before, it's like, you know, if you take a magnifying glass and focus the rays of the sun on a log or a tree, nothing is going to happen. You're going to get some smoke at best. But if you focus that same energy with that same magnifying glass on 
some drier lint, that thing's going to catch on fire immediately. And if you put some leaves on it and then some tiny, tiny kindling and then bigger kindling and then bigger kindling and then sticks and then branches and then logs, pretty quickly you can have a giant fire, but you have to do it in these sort of expanding, it's like a, I'm making like concentric expanding circles with my hand. It's like if you do these little iterations to get the flame a little bigger, a little bigger, a little bigger, before you know it, you can pour bigger pieces of fuel onto it. And, and I know you, you went through a lot of effort to get killer blurbs for your book, which is also smart, but I'm lazy. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do, I didn't even think of it. I didn't even think about it. Because it's not, it's not well, about... Well, because you haven't thought of these as classic books before. You've thought of them as things on your website that people buy as digital products. Yeah, it's a place I mean, to download a PDF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and in a way, that's the beauty of it, is that you're taking something that you saw one way, and you're repurposing it to use in a different way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, that's, the, that's the essence of, of certain kinds of experimentation. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what would happen if I put this over here? Or what would yeah. I need to do to prepare it to, you know, I wanted it to be, I didn't want people to like go through the trouble of even downloading the free one and be like, eh, this is full of typos or grammatical mistakes, the layout's kind of crap, and it's tough to read. It doesn't look like a real book, air quotes, because there are, you know, so many digital versions now. So I wanted it to be, you know, I wanted it, I wanted, I wanted to put a suit on it, make it presentable. Well, there's all kinds of um, marketing uh, studies that show it's why when you have a small retail shop, you move things around because 100 percent. Yeah. People see them differently. That thing that didn't sell when it was over there, all of a sudden, everybody that walks in wants it. When Erica managed the knitting store, she was like every single time she rearranged the store and she did it a lot because she, she has a background in uh, retail yeah. yeah she's a professional right so she would she's just like you gotta re you know to the owner you gotta rearrange the stuff like you, it's it just no one's going in this corner they, they might buy this if it's not in this corner and they, sure enough you rearrange it and it's like <gasps> you know meanwhile the lady walked past the thing a hundred times over the past three years but never saw it or never saw it in a particular light exactly it's kind of like taking all of your assets as a business owner, and a lot of these assets are virtual, right? And looking at them and going, hmm, I wonder what else I could do with this. Could I put it here? Could I turn this into a workshop? Could I turn this into a book? Could I turn this into, you know, a guest blog post? I mean, it's all of those things. Mm -hmm. it's, I, I love it. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything, was there anything else that really took me by surprise? Um, one one thing, to, a few people asked me about this, because I think I mentioned on uh, a previous TBO episode, probably the first of the year, um, that I don't, we must have talked about this on the show. I don't actually remember it, though, because I can't tell when the mic was on and when the mic was off. I the, know. The recording was on or off. <laughs> Sometimes those green room conversations go long. Yeah. But, you know, I have an idea for a new planet in my solar system that is much more mainstream. And, and you didn't it, talk about that on the show. Okay, so someone knew about it. So I don't know. <laughs> they they thought they heard about it. Okay, on the show. Well, maybe you did, and I don't remember. Yeah, who knows? It's tough to tell. Anyway, that's true. I I do have that idea, and 
it's sort of like it's sort of like new planets in the solar system where at a certain point I'm repeating myself with the planets that I already have and and without getting any better like if somebody asks me like you know why is that what's really so bad with hourly billing I'm never going to beat my best answer like I've already answered that as best as I can mm-hmm. so it becomes like well where's the new intellectual how do I satisfy new intellectual curiosity and it's going into a level of stuff that's previously been off limits, just self-imposed off limits that have that have come up in coaching. There are several things that come up in coaching where I'm like, ah, I just I don't know about that. Like uh, there are probably two or three really common types of questions that come up in a coaching arrangement that I'm just like, I don't do that. But they're common and they're and it would be useful if I did do it. So I can I can see clearly what the areas for exploration are. So it's very obvious to me what they would be. And, mm-hmm. and, and they're all verging on, they're somewhere between business, traditional business and like self-help. You can, you know, you can imagine with coaching, right? Cause mm-hmm. people are dealing with all kinds of things. Yeah. It's, it's so, borderline self-help to begin with usually. Yeah. So that kind of a thing, you know, so, so thinking that I'm like, well, how would I get myself qualified to really write about something like that? And so that's one thought. And the other thought is that kind of a book is definitely going to be on Amazon. I'm not going to sell that just exclusively on my own site. That is the kind of thing that is closer to the, the mainstream middle of the market. The right place for it to be, or at least one right place for it to be, would be in the, you know, the air quotes airport bookstore. But the equivalent online, of course, is Amazon. So um, I, I had said that somewhere and people heard it something along those lines. And then they thought learn your lines was that. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Learn, learn your lines is the weather balloon. It's like, it's like, I'm going to see what it's like over here in this, on this corner, see what's going on, see how it works, get some kind of familiarity with the platform, um, step on all the landmines with a lower stakes kind of thing before uh, jumping into something that'd be a more, more serious undertaking where um, you know, there's going to be a lot more time invested in doing the research, the writing, and then, you know, cause this is, this is not something that I have 10,000 blog posts on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, so really, I mean, to start to put a bow on this, really what you're talking about is you have a bigger picture thing that you haven't figured out exactly yet. You just know that's your direction. And so this was a semi-planned experiment, semi-planned in that you have an objective, you weren't sure exactly how it was going to work, and you just dropped it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what an experiment is, right? Right. So what do you think, you know, aside from sort of the tactical learnings we talked about, what's, what's your big takeaway from this whole experience? A classic one is that uh, it was scarier than it act- in 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 advance. It was scary overstating it, but I had more trepidation about it than I needed to. It's way less of a big deal than I thought. I love that you just said scary. <laughs> I know, seriously, I do because it, it's always there's always this thing that goes on when you're a soloist and you put stuff out there and you're right, it feels way scarier than it actually is. And now you're sitting back with some experience under your belt going, yeah, man, this is good. What was I worried about? Right. Yeah. It was a combination. It was like fear of the unknown a little bit. Like, but it was all like, if I had examined it for a second 
and I suppose subconsciously I did because I eventually pulled the trigger and put something on Amazon. But and so far I'm actually very happy with it mm-hmm. because I'm not intending to make any money directly from it. I think it, I, my attitude would probably be different if I was trying to like if this was my main revenue stream or something. I'd be in a very different mindset. But if I'm viewing it as an ad, I get paid to run. Then it's like, well, what's the big deal? I just need to make sure it's a good ad. So, the, so then the things that I would have been afraid of, there, there was one that I did articulate to people about putting anything on Amazon was like, I, I, I like it better when I've kind of onboarded people into my world through my mailing list and then they buy one of my books because the worldview is a little bit skewed and kooky. And I don't know if, if a mainstreamer just came across it, uh, came across like hourly billing is nuts on Amazon cold, then I could imagine them being like, this book stinks. One star, uh, it's terrible for these reasons. Not that I would read that and care, but it would be a bad ad for my stuff. If a book with my name on it had like 2.5 stars on Amazon, like that would be the opposite of what you would want. So, and I had said that either publicly or privately, but I've definitely said like, "Eh, I'm afraid people aren't going to get it. And then they're going to trash it in the ratings and then it's just going to look and then it's going to be the opposite of what we were talking about before where podcast host goes to research me and I've got a book with 2.5 stars on Amazon. <laughs> you know, right. I don't want well, that. Well, that's where the fear comes from because when you're doing it on your own site, nobody sees it. Yeah. I mean, nobody sees the results. Like they they see whatever you put up there, but you're not being ranked to mm-hmm. everything else that's out there. Yeah, being judged publicly. Yeah, and especially for a niche book because, you know, niche books by definition are designed for a very slim group of people. And it can be very high performing within that niche and still look like crap on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, that's the right. So so it's kind of the question is like, am I too niche for Amazon is really the question in my that was in my mind. Like if I was going to encapsulate all of the the fears that I had, it was like, I think I'm too niche for Amazon. And Yeah, this book is not. This book is definitely not. But but hourly billing is not. Uh, it might be. Well, it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't have an answer for this, but it's interesting when you think about it because big idea books, sort of by definition, pull people in. Yeah to think about an idea. So you don't really have to be part of their worldview ahead of time, like a Dan Pink book, as an example. You you don't have to be um, aligned with his thinking on a thing in order to be drawn into it and and read the book. So I, I think sometimes we think we're more niche than we are. Um, but I'd still rather that because then we're going to write something really focused as our first book, as our first piece. And I, I think that's helpful because it moves your point of view along. It moves your audience with you. And if you've got this intellectual property, this point of view that is going to take you up the hill in terms of a broader audience, then, you know, you start niche and you work it through, you know, you build your chops Mm -hmm. on those things. So yeah, there isn't anything about this process where I heard any like warning signs. No, it's been fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's been better than fine. Better than fine. It's fun. I'm getting the data that I was hoping for. I'm getting some of the results that I was hoping for, you know, so, so the objective was pretty clear. This is an ad that I get paid to run and help people in the process, giving away a free copy of something that is perhaps my most immediately uh, quick to apply book. It's just like, 
instantly helpful. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's the most tactical book I've written, that's for sure. Yeah. So it seemed like the perfect one. And yeah, and it's it's just been really energizing, which was the 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 theme from the beginning of the year. It's like yeah. make stuff and put it it's not enough to just make stuff. Like I think that's what I said, like oh, I want to make more stuff, but that that includes putting it out there. So to me this feels like in fact when I talk about it it's like I've got a new book. It didn't it didn't feel like a book before. It was like a PDF I sold on my website. This feels like a book. I, there's a physical mm-hmm. book on my desk now. It's like okay, this yeah. is a book. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it feels it's new. a big yeah, it's a big difference. And the other thing is that it it also you love to learn new things and translate them into something that you can make. So, I mean, it's this is right up your alley. A yeah. genius zone, perhaps? Yes, it's very it's super. Yeah, 100%. I've been, um, I've been, you know, last year, maybe I worked five hours a week. I've been working like 10 hours a day, air quotes work, nah, not 10, but like I've been working more in a day than I would work in a week last year because I can't stop because it's so fun, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, it's just super fun. I can't call it work. It's not fair to call it work, but it's maybe not fair to not call it work. But it's work related for sure. But uh, it's just like it's the best. It's just so much fun. <laughs> Welcome to Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. The water's warm. <laughs> just don't try and make any money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did we did we miss anything? I'm sure we did. But people can you know you know how to find us. Uh, emails the best. All of our links are on the in the show notes. So you can you can click over to wherever and my social media links are on there. But I just that is just don't just email me. (laughs) Yeah. If you want Jonathan, email him. Yeah, (laughs) that's the best way. Right. Uh, But yeah. Any follow up questions? Uh, Happy to share everything I learned. I've been talking about this quite a bit inside of Ditcherville if people want to go there. But um, yeah, it's been super fun. I'm I'm already looking forward to uh, getting that second one up on Amazon instead of selling it directly the way I have been. Mm -hmm. So. It's, yep. uh, it, it's, yeah, you've got a plan. And now you can link the books too, which right. will help you with visibility. Mm-hmm. Cool. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for indulging me in my, my brain dump of the tactics, strategy and tactics behind, or lack of strategy and tactics behind Learn Your Lines launch on Amazon. Well, we, we had questions. <laughs> Inquiring, Inquiring minds, minds wanted, wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, folks. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. And we hope you join us again next time on The Business of Authority. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.